Hello and welcome to this episode of the Education Insider. I'm Jacob Hansen, CEO of PRP Group and one of your hosts. And I'm Chris Peeler, Editorial Director and your other host. In our work, everything starts with knowing your audience. Who are they? What's going on in their world? And how can your products make their lives easier? In each episode of the Education Insider, we speak directly to the administrators, educators, ed tech journalists, and other leaders in the education market to help you better understand and serve your audience. Welcome to the episode. We're glad to have you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Education Insider. I'm super excited for today. I have been for all the other episodes, past guests. I love you, but I'm fortunate enough to have a good friend of mine here, a former coworker and current colleague for like the second time over, Benjamin Bachman. Benjamin, it's so good to have you here. Yeah, it's great. Good, just grateful to collide past with you again and be here. This is amazing. So yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. One for those of you that don't recognize Benjamin's name, he was the marketing director at PRP Group or PR with Panache when he was here for a number of years and left us to pursue another path. And it just kind of led us back together here these last couple of months, which is really why we're here in the first place is to kind of talk about what uh, automation platform CRMs can do to help education companies better serve their uh, customers and their audience. But before we get into that, Benjamin, I, I remember when we met, I thought at the time I was somewhat of a HubSpot nerd. And for those of you out there, you know, we're an agency partner with HubSpot. So we're going to talk about a lot of this through the, the lens of HubSpot. But if you are using a Marketo or Pardot or, you know, something else, you know, know that this isn't going to be super unique to HubSpot aside from some of the features that they may have. But in any case, you blew me out of the water as far as like <laughs> the nerdery, like the level of nerdery you can take. Yeah, the data and things like that. So could you maybe give us a little trip down memory lane? Like what got you hooked on HubSpot and, and what is it about that approach to marketing that you like so much? Man, I just like that I could actually, with other tools that are out there, you could basically just know you were putting stuff on the internet and you never really knew what people were doing with that stuff that you put on the internet. You know, like, so you're you're, you're putting your heart out there. You're like trying to, to, to communicate your message in such a great way, but you didn't really know like, who's seeing that content and how they're interacting with it. And I remember like HubSpot in the very beginning when it was just a blogging platform um, it had a a couple of unique tricks to it and stuff like that. But what I really found um, unique about it was just like being able to see what a user did like against like in a CRM and has a CRM and it basically be able to see what that person did, how they interacted with your content. Um, And it actually brought like warm fuzzies for me. Like as you were putting stuff out there, you actually know who was like, uh, you know, addressing that content, what it meant to them. And as they explored deeper down the rabbit hole of all this stuff, you kind of actually had this like spidey sense to really be able to build things that were unique and special for the reader, for the, you know, person exploring your brand or your product. And I just found it really cool. And I'm like a super nerd on understanding all the bells and whistles. It was really, really fun to then kind of reverse engineer and then try to, you know, figure out what can we put in a person's way, not really to trip them, but just to kind of give them like a, you know, just a warm hug of like, hey, we're paying attention to you and what you're doing. And um, and then it went further down the drain and rabbit hole where we could actually start making websites that would be reactive to the very person that was interfacing with that website. So the website would change. You know, we always use the generic example. If you like red, the red website would be red. But if you like a certain product line, it would, you know, it, it would highlight that product line for you. So I just found it unique. It's kind of like it had this like unique one-on-one automation that would kind of like present everything straight up for the users. You know, you shared a lot of really good things there. And I think I want to slow us down just a little bit because there's there's one piece yeah. that's critical to everything you say. And that's, you know, the, the ability to best serve your audience. And you can really yeah. only serve your audience, whatever that, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's it's customers, it's prospects, it's 
part, potential partners, you know, whatever that audience might be, is, is if you truly know who they are and what they really need. I think people get caught in the trap easily of, you know, if, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. We have this solution, so I'm going to tell you why you need it right. and why you got to have it instead of being able to truly understand and, and then offer things to those folks that say, I, I get what you're going through and I get that we're part of the solution. So, I, you know, you, you talked a little bit about dynamic content, those kinds of things. Can you maybe talk about it in a sense for, you know, wh- why is it so beneficial to, to really dig in to s- what the software can do and, and be able to provide that experience for, for the user? What does it do for them? I think, you know, I, I've used the term so much over my career that every individual user has a BS meter that they're kind of valuing against the content <laughs> when they read it on the internet, you know, like they're just moving along and they're like, is this really a product? You know, like we all have that fast sense that's in our mind that we're trying to validate things that move along. And I think it's really special when, um, if, if I am a very specific role in the education market, if that tool or that site is talking directly at me, it just shows that you, um, that you really, really care about, you know, that interaction, like you even, even, even me validating, if you understand the seat that I'm sitting in, in that particular role, it really is just a, it's just kind of like a, not like a, like a wink that moves me to the next step. It might not be like slam ducking the sale, so to speak, but it definitely is, you know, moving that BS meter in a direction where we're just not calling it like this site, this site, these people don't know what I'm about. So I guess I'm just going to move on to the next one or the next person. So I guess is more you care about like messaging is king. And if you can, if you can care about that and really, I, I mean, we're having a conversation right now. Why can't a website like this have the conversation that we're having, you know, and like, like we're old friends, so to speak. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, so I'm, I'm imagining that folks that are listening are at all stages of the spectrum. Some may be using a singular solution that has, you know, right. website marketing, you know, sales, CRM, everything under the one hood and, and others may be using bits and pieces of, of others. Let's kind of hit and smack in the middle. How do people start if they're not doing this and they have these pieces, like where can they start? What should they look at? And, you know, if there's specific tools or features in HubSpot, mention them, but just in general, this is a difficult thing to, to do and, and figuring out where to start is, is, you know, probably the most difficult step. So, yeah, I think it's a lot of companies even struggle with the very basics of just understanding their personas and who they're talking to. I think sometimes even getting some, trying to do some homework back on that and understanding and clarity who your customer is or who the people that you're talking to are. And even if we all have our biases, even in how we lean in that direction. So it's even an agreement amongst your team or your your company that you are, um, that you're running after the same folks and writing that down, playing out a couple narratives around who those folks are and try to understand that and then find signals that are really just um what tells you that those people are you know that 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 you're you're addressing them correctly and they are um they're receiving the information correctly so i think sometimes it's just as simple like if we don't have all the bells and whistles of doing smart content or doing you know dynamic stuff we have ways of at least addressing people through seo to kind of push them at pages that we have developed specific landing pages for your specific audiences and I'd say at the end of the day, even that is um, a very great place to start of just trying to understand, like, let me build content that's um, wildly just close to the heart of the person reading it. So, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, we've got a couple other episodes that we've recorded that are specific to, you know, how do you get to some of those answers of the nuances of your audience and, right. um, you know, how you dig down in there. So for you, all you listen out there, we'll link those in the, in the show notes. But I think, you know there's some really powerful things that you can be using those, the platforms you have to be learning, you know, some of the things that you can't learn just from having internal discussions. 
And so I'd, I'd love to hear, Benjamin, your thoughts on A-B testing. And you can look at this like across the board from whether you're looking at doing it in nurture campaigns, on landing pages, you know, you name it. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the value of that and, and maybe some ways to go about putting things in place to, to learn and get smarter and, you know, make that work for you. Yeah, one of if I could just tug towards HubSpot for a second, they obviously have like very automated tools of you being able to put, you know, content A and content B, you know, on the sheet and then whoever's the winner eventually, I mean, it serves it up, you know, over time as some time that's running that that experiment and then it serves it up and then picks a winner for you and and does it. And it even gets smarter even in some ways, the tool for being able to like even A, B at specific and different personas as you're serving up that content. So if you have a real big powerhouse like HubSpot kind of driving that engine, it's really, really special. Uh, but A-B testing, like if you take a step back in, into it, I try to think of it like ultimately it has to come back to one one change in that item. So much times we like to write lots of different content over that A-B, but we don't really actually have something that we are deciding. It's like we're trying to make a very specific thing that we're actually testing for real. And then um, I find it too, to, to when you're when you're kind of architecting that, conversation and you're architecting that a b test is to share it with others um on your team of like and see if they would say that that gets the result as far as like your two and uh, your a b your both your a and your b side would would be able to be told the the result the hypothesis you're trying to drive around it would basically come out in the laundry so to speak so um i would say share it with the share it with the team and try to really 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 work it from that perspective but yeah, it's 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 simple. You know, it's simple in its concept. Sometimes we try to overdo it and try to really, really drive things. A being headlines is really, really where you hear this the most in in our areas. Like, well, which headline is really going to sell? Is that going to get some people to it? So some people literally change headlines straight to a call to action and try to call to action. Simply is, you know, that could be a button or a next ask or go to this website or you know or spill out a form or whatever that is. It's just a simple call to action. So you know, which one does garner more activity and um. Make sure that, make sure again, like we talked about prior in the past, that the BS meter is kind of answered through that so that your audience kind of is like, oh, there's people, you're talking directly to a real human on the other side of a device. Most of us don't remember that. We try to like make marketing jargon, but you really are talking to a real human. So, you know, conversational communication is great. I hear you. I hear you. Well, and, you know, I know just again for folks who maybe are, are popping in and out here that we're just speaking in context to HubSpot, but, you know, other platforms offer many of these things, but. Right. I started getting into HubSpot back, I think it was like 2014 or 2015. And, and it was only, now I still remember when they launched the marketing hub. Like I remember that. And now they, they're, you know, they have services hub and sales and, and CMS. And internally, we don't need all of those tools, but we currently have, you know, marketing hub, sales, CR, the CRM and our website's on the CMS. But the most of the work that we've been doing recently has been on the CMS on websites, whether it's, it's, you know, actually building the site or fine tuning, you know, helping to carve journeys out, those kinds of things. But I, I was super impressed with some of the improvements they made in there. And and I'm, uh, again, assuming these are, you know, available in other, other, you know, platforms. But can you talk to me about, you know, the importance you see in like having the data coming from your website through anything in your marketing and, and all of that just driving together? Yeah, like the one source of truth, you know, is the big the big trophy that we're all trying to get to in business, right? We're trying to understand that we've got one place where we understand where that user is at through it all. So I would say the integration of being able to have a CRM attached to your website and just even knowing that that contact that you are trying to nurture towards, you know, a result is actually 
doing or visiting or engaging with your website in really, really strong ways. So having that all like under one roof is really, really special because then you can see like what that contact is doing, so to speak. And so I I think it's kind of simple from its perspective. Like we, we all want the internet to kind of behave this way, but when it's when it's tied in multiple tools all over the place, sometimes you just simply don't know what what that what that CMS is doing or what that, you know, the CMS we're just using as basically the website, what that is doing. So yeah, I don't know if I'd answer that exactly correctly, Jacob, but, but you, know, you gave you gave a good answer, but you kind of dodged. Like I was actually looking really for like specific things that you look for as a marketer when you log in. Like, do you have four places you're going or widgets that are always on your dashboards that are pulling data from these different places together? Yeah, I, I definitely am looking at like I'm trying to look at how how far people are going down the page. What like there's a lot of cool buttons or a lot of cool ways to interact to be able to actually see what buttons are getting clicked, what content is actually getting revealed or shown or accordion menus opened up in specific ways. And all those are simply, I like to think about it like we're creating triggers or like tripping points to see like what in a very non-noticeable way we're creating tripping points for the user to step over and do it. So anything that measures those kind of things, we even, we even went down other tools in the, in the past that basically let you see videos and, you know, exploration of what people are actually doing and go watch some of those. So I remember like some of those actually seeing people use your website in real time in real life. And that's not to be creepy in any way. You know, it's, it's our assets. Oh, really? It's, it's, it's our assets that we have. And it, you know, it's what it is. And I'm not seeing the user's face or anything like that or <laughs> what they are, but like, but like, you know, like be able to see the path that they're taking and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty special. And so I like, I like hugged towards all those kind of technologies and was like, you know, let's, let's figure them out. So I really want to stay close to that. And I will say the reason I said that is because like all this ties into HubSpot really well. They have a great integrations. They they have, you know, the game today, like you don't you can't really be in business unless you have integrations with other with other tools, um, so to speak. And they've they've got one of probably the largest um integration tech stacks out there that exists against I mean, every you can pretty much find the tool links to HubSpot, so to speak. So um even smaller guys that sometimes I just don't think would be there. But um so yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I want to move a little bit into some of, you know, what's next or what you think is next for HubSpot, you know, obviously they're going to make some announcements this fall at inbound. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming, you know, we're going to have quite a bit of AI. I'm, I'm guessing that's, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of skit they put on. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I'm going to go the inbound this year, but I'm interested <laughs> to see what they do, but uh, I'm assuming that's going to be a focus. And so any thoughts on kind of what's next or what you'd like to see next, as far as how can, you know, these tools do a better job of, of helping us, you know, educate, influence our audience. I think they're really, yeah, right, right. I think they're really like world domination is probably the first on there. <laughs> the, first, the first announcement they're going to make. But um, uh, I don't know. I think with AI, the really unique thing about it is is um really trying to make it feel like it's not AI. And that's the real difficult part, you know, like, and so even from writing, I mean, uh, us, as, us as storytellers, like, you know, PRP group as storytellers, from a writing perspective, can I write that's closer to the actual customer journey that that individual is on? And can that be very specific to that customer um, as they're stepping through it? And I think like we're probably going to see demos and things that kind of blow our mind on how it can seem like this this tool is really talking directly to us in unique ways. And we never generated all that content. I think the world of AI is still out there. It's still out to play. It's so new. It's such a hot topic around it and so but i still think it's unique some people believe in its ability to write some people are way against it you know, like whatever it is but um i definitely think we'll see some unique movement towards that for sure 
apart from world domination, I think they they're definitely gonna they're definitely probably gonna wow us on some unique stuff around that. Yeah, well, I've, I uh, I recently broke a phone, and I'm I'm pretty good with my phones. I, I they last you know a long time, and so I had to go through like the conundrum of dealing with like Verizon and then whatever their insurance company is called. So two massive companies that think they have AI figured out. <laughs> I spent almost five hours on the phone, like it was horrible. And so for those of you that like are trying to get ahead of the game, please take good care in like. Yeah. taking your audience into account and treat their time as valuable. And if they need to speak to a real person or they need access to something like that, like give them an out. But I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see what's possible. You know, I've, I've used a lot of AI to test my thoughts, you know, see what's out there. You know, we're kind of goofing around with it a little bit internally, but I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head that how do you stay authentic when you're using AI? How do you make sure that that the authenticity comes shows through in different ways? You know, we should be able to do more, do better if we have AI helping us versus allowing AI to do do all the work. You know, to, to me, that's kind of passing on the human element that needs to stay there. And so, you know, my my hope would be that folks are still investing in what they need to to understand and and you know really serve their audience, uh, so that they can help AI do the same thing. You really have to think about the way people learn too, the way they you know, people have different learning styles and that sometimes can scale up as they need a lot of details or they just need to really get the punch, you know, get to the punch and get to the price, get to the, you know, the main value add that you're bringing to market, like whatever that is, or be able to scale and expand on that. So I think that'll be neat when it, when sites start trying to figure out what your learning styles are, what your personality types are and trying to present content in a way that makes sense. So. Yeah, I think we're hearing like a kind of like a weave going through this conversation a little bit. How much how much technology needs to get out of the way of just being, you know, needs to get out of the way and allow a message to shine through through it. So, yeah, who knows who knows what they're going to announce, Jacob? You know, I've, I've sat in the room and sometimes I'm just like, that's incredible. And then we think about you know what's going to happen, but you know, like how are we gonna how are we gonna build all kinds of services around that? Here we go, let's figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. you know, the, the, the other, I, I hope the other theme that folks have heard, and, you know, this is a, a common theme through some of the different topics we hit on 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 the podcast is just how important it is that you put that that person, that real person, you know, even though it's, you know, Johnny Jumper, the, the buyer persona, you know, it's it's a real person you're, you're actually talking to that that's just your exemplar. That's just your your guiding light. So I, I think that's just incredibly important. And it's it's. I think those are the folks at the end of the day that are going to win out, you know, whether it's the marketing, you know, they're going to win out on and, and, you know, get that attention or it's the post close and how they serve their customers that, that, you know, those folks aren't looking anywhere else. Right. Well, so I guess I'll leave the folks out there with, with parting thoughts on just some of the things that I've been seeing in conversations I've been having and things I've been reading and work we've been doing that, being able to effectively leverage technology in your sales, marketing, PR, whatever it is, we all know is super important. One thing that I've seen though is that if you're not able to support your technology, don't do it. It's it's a trap. Whether it's a money trap or it's a, you know, gonna do a disservice rather than a service, doing that digging into your audience, doing that digging into, you know, who who on your team is gonna own this tool or own these platforms or own the data or own the reporting. You know, it's real easy for everyone to do all the work, but who's going to stop and see whether it did anything or not to, to your point on the data review. And so, you know, whether you're, you're already using, you know, an automation tool or you're, you're looking to add to the one that you have or growing into it further, 
taking a, a second to stop and, and really look at, do you have what it takes to support that tool and make it, you know, so it can be smart for you um, and that you can actually take advantage of the data that you're getting so that you can, you know, continue to be better for your audience. That I think is going to be where folks are really going to win if, they, if they've got those things. I think one of the cool things, every time I reached out to HubSpot directly and like asked them their customer support or our reps that we've had. And I think it's really good for you to get curious and want to like the whole around this thing and really dig into the tool and try to ask it. Like if there's a lot of data there, so to speak, but try to ask it questions and, and see if it can produce those results or those answers back to you um, in ways that, you know, you know, we, we're all chasing after to, you know, we have, we've got a thousand things going on, but we're trying to chase real, real answers that get real business decisions across the table for us. And um, so I say get curious on this software and do what it is. But to your point, Jacob, like, you know, slowing down and, uh, you know, I feel like we go through ways with HubSpot. Like you get a new tool, you ramp up, you're trying to you know, get a new feature set. You're like, man, this is awesome. And but sometimes like slowing down and spending time with it is the most special thing or the right thing to do. And just live with it for a little bit through a season and make sure you're asking it grace questions so that it's producing what you want out of it. If not, you're getting a lot of trouble, <laughs> like you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I appreciate all of you that are still here with us. I, I want to, you know, make sure Benjamin, you get a chance to kind of share a little bit of where, what your new adventure is with, with folks out there. You know, you should so bring, kind. yeah, different, a different look at, at certain things than, than we do. And so I'll give you just a minute to, to let folks know what you're up to. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm supporting a lot of different companies at the, today on getting one source of truth tight concepts to to their business, to their marketplace. And so I'm thinking about that from multiple different tools, whether that's CRMs, whether that's marketing tools, and whether it's chat, um, whether that's conversational type tools, analytics, all that kind of stuff, trying to tie all that data together. So many, so many companies I see are struggling with one source of truth concepts and that their tools are talking cleanly together. And if you integrate one platform to another platform, you know how much of a pain this is even on a small scale, let, it go, let, let alone a large one. And so I've just been helping companies do that and hope that my wealth of background and information of living in HubSpot world and living in different other tool worlds that they um, that help me see data in a way that's empowering folks instead of, you know, jamming them up. So I've been excited to do that. And I'm grateful to be grateful to be here today, Jacob. I'm grateful you have me. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, Benjamin. Appreciate you sharing the knowledge. For those folks still listening, if you have specific questions or areas that we talked about today that you want us to dive into um, a little bit deeper. We are thinking about trying to make this type of focus a regular episode or a regular appearance on the podcast. So let us know in the comments, reach out to us and let us know what else you'd like us to cover. But thanks again, Benjamin. Have yeah, a thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Education Insider. We know that you have a lot of choices of content and appreciate that you spend some time with us. Please take a few more seconds and share this podcast, share this episode, write us a review, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. It'll help us continue to offer up content and allow more folks to find us. And please do join us next time for more conversation with the people who know education best.